With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Good morning, everyone. Hope we are all doing well on this Thursday morning. A little bit later than the usual. Gone away from the 9.15 time. I am suffering with hay fever today, so I've been trying to get that under wraps uh, before I do this stream so apologies if you see me itching my nose or sneezing or touching my eyes because my eyes are really itchy um, today so yeah that is why it's like spring comes and the sun comes out and everything's happy and then hay fever hits and I get reminded that I prefer winter so yeah there we go I don't know if I prefer winter actually I think that's true it's nice to have a bit of heat uh hi to everyone hi to fpl team hi to alan goldsmith hi to the woodstock one uh chris hi to this is wrestling film this is wrestling film nice name uh hi to kieran brooks thanks for joining me this morning it's uh yeah it is a quiet one uh today i think it's kind of synonymous with the season really it's kind of petering out a little bit isn't it we've got a couple of game weeks to go there's not huge like differentials that people are considering. Everyone's gravitating towards Newcastle players, Brighton players next week. I think we're going to see lots of people gravitating towards, you know, United players, maybe a cheeky little Mares punt or something like that. People are going to be moving for Fernandez. I think 38 is going to be interesting. There's some interesting fixtures. See who's still playing for something. Target those home games. Um, I know some people still got like three hits left to play in that week. So 38 is going to be fun. Um, but yeah, this week I think is the is the quite boring one. Next week, a bit more interesting. And then 38, obviously uh, more exciting. So yeah, a few things to cover today. Obviously the March injury has hit my team um, hard. That was not a transfer that I wanted to even have to think about. Um, and to be fair, I haven't really got to think about the replacement. I think the, the March to McAllister move that everyone and their dog is doing that has March um, is firmly uh, on the radar for me. I haven't pulled the trigger yet, but I can't imagine a world where I won't do that. The other options just aren't as appealing, I think, as McAllister with with pens and good underlying stats, as we'll kind of talk about um, in this. Uh, looking at my game week 35, rubbish week. Uh, you know, I was going to bring out the bench pain 
grey again and the song and all that. But honestly, it's just so painful. Uh, De Gea coming in with three. Oh, I mean, they conceded pretty early, um, didn't they? But yeah, it was uh, at least they got the extra save point. No, no massive goalkeeper pulls, I don't think, apart from Ramsdale. But I think many of us are expecting a, a clean sheet against Newcastle. Uh, awful defence. Trent, Dunk and Moreno. Trent with seven. Good for him. Minus one for Dunk. Another booking. Two bookings uh, in his last two games. He's got four all season. Guess when I brought him in. Excellent. That's one, Dunk. Uh, and Moreno. I played Moreno over Porro, didn't I? For those of you who watch Black Box. You'll know that um, Luke was trying to talk me out of it last week. He said Poirot was the play, better stats. I just had earmarks Moreno for this fixture when I bought him. And looking back on it, I didn't really do any any research between them. I was just completely set on playing Moreno. I thought the, the clean sheet chance was higher. I thought he had some attacking potential as well, as he demonstrated a few weeks ago when he got the assist and that, and that double-digit hole. Um, but, you know, they conceded, lost 1-0 to Wolves, and Poirot went... In order to keep a surprise clean sheet, an assist, and free bonus. And he was the most advanced attacking player on the pitch. So, here we go, listen to these. Oh, bless me. Um, so, yeah, it was it was really disappointing. I mean, Poro looks like a good option now, between now and the end of the season. Um, this week, you know, you could play him uh, if you have him uh, against, against Villa. I could play him this week. Against Leeds in 38, I think that looks good for him as well. Looking at his heat map, playing really, really advanced um, up the pitch. So, yeah, I mean, it's just like I was saying last night it's, to, to Luke. It, it's it's not the fact it's the wrong decision. It's the it's the amount that you get punished when you make a wrong decision. I mean, that's 10 points between Moreno and, and Porro. You know, Isak on the bench on the free hit a few weeks ago. That was, you know, 10 points versus some of the others that I played. Also, I went for... Um, you know what's his name? Uh, <laughs> uh, the Dawson from from Wolves, who, who you know got like a one pointer, and then there was like seven or eight points around for some of the other defenders that I was considering as well. And Watkins on the bench and Moreno that was twenty five points. It's the last five weeks have been brutal, and I did that classic thing of working out where I'd be if I'd played the right players. Fifty points better off I'd be if I'd got my bench right over the last four weeks. And that would see me nestled in around that 60k mark. So it's a massive, massive difference. Really, really frustrating. And yeah, I remember saying to Jenny, uh, I didn't realise, uh, I didn't really think that bench points would hurt that much. Well, they do. I've, I've learnt my lesson and yeah, been, been punished for it. Uh, yeah, sorry, my eyes. My eyes are terrible with it with the, with the hay fever. Thanks to Alan for his, uh, his sympathy. Uh, in midfield, we've got Salah coming in with 10 I think this was an interesting one because, you know, we talk about team lineups and, and team news, early team news that we get. I think if I hadn't known that Harlem was starting, I would have kept the armband on Salah just for that safety net of, of the definite kind of 90 minutes. As soon as we heard that the Harlem was starting against Leeds, I switched the armband. Now, you know, that is one of the issues with, with the team news in the fact that it can sway your decision uh, like that. Sometimes it's great to get it. You know, sometimes when a player's been, like if Harlem's been benched and people have been moving their armband off him, I think that, you know, arguably makes the game more fun because we don't want bench players kind of on in our squad, not earning points. It's really frustrating. I understand there's people out there who won't see the team news, who don't have that extra news. For me, I still think they should push the, the deadline up to the first game um, of the week. I just think that would kind of solve a lot of issues, give everyone the chance to get that first information. It's never going to appeal 
to everyone. It's never going to be fair. You could call it for everyone because there's always going to be people at work who can't look at their phones um, to check the news. You could push the, the deadline back 24 hours, but then I think that alienates and kind of makes the game a bit more, um, you know, alienates the kind of the, the more casual player because, you know, people just want to check it in the, in the Saturday morning, not have to think about it 24 hours before. So, you know, they pushed it back an hour and a half and, and that was, uh, I think that was a, a okay move, but it hasn't really stopped quite a few of the leagues coming through. So we should see whether they evaluate it next, next year or whether they're just kind of happy uh, to keep it kind of as it is. I vote just push it, push it to 12.30, give everyone a bit more time uh, to make their transfers. Uh, and then, yeah, and then the, the midfield, the rest of the midfield, Rashford, March and, and Matoma. I mean, March was incredibly disappointing. I mean, you, you get that kind of slither slither of hope when you see 12 points on your bench and a player in your squad not in the team but I looked at it I thought well, there's absolutely no way March isn't going to come on um, you know if Brighton are winning comfortably there's a good chance to bring him on if he's not in a good moment as, as the Zerby's saying I thought we'd be falling up in that game how wrong I was with Everton turning us over you know, if we're losing the game you bring on March to kind of you know influence it and, and make a decision if you're kind of drawing you bring him on for his energy and his work rate so there was no scenario really where I, I didn't think March would, would come on but you've still got that like oh 1% maybe we'll get like a couple of injuries and you know we'll have to make other moves um, but our squad depth really isn't isn't that great and, and the March injury is a big blow um, for us I mean what happens with March I think probably Enciso comes in into that right wing spot we see Gross probably move to right back um, or potentially Casado but I think we need him in in midfield um, and then you look at the rest of our bench I mean Buenonote um, is there. We've got Undav, who's I still don't really think is, is good enough, despite that great performance he had the other week. Um, and then it's kind of kids, <laughs> really. Billy Gilmore could come in, I guess. But yeah, our, our squad is is quite thin. You know, we, we've got weaknesses at right back, at left back, at right wing um, as well. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see how we, how we finish the season because it's a, a lot of games coming up and they're really, really tough games as well. You know, we're playing Newcastle, playing Arsenal, we've got Man City to come and we've got, you know, I mean, that Newcastle game this week is, is really, is really tricky. Um, I think at St. James's Park. So lots of traveling, lots of difficult games, lots of congested fixtures. The team is, is knackered. We just need to kind of get a few more points, I think, to get that kind of seventh um, place, uh, you know, secured, but it, it's not going to be an easy ride for us. So we're all tripled up on Brighton. Hopeful for big returns. They haven't really been coming um, as of yet. Even the 6 still against Wolves, we, we saw all the popular players not really getting huge returns. So, yeah, it's going to be a, a nervy time, I think, for, for Brighton over the next few weeks. Uh, and then up front, disaster. Harlan captain with four, Watkins with one. And he's sacked with two. What can you say? Absolutely awful. Watkins missed some good chances. Isak missed some good chances. Harlan missed some good chances. The chances were there, at least. But... There's three game weeks left. I don't want chances. I want points. Uh, so hopefully that's going to happen in the next few weeks. I mean, target wise, I'm still obviously still pushing on for that top 100, 100k. Team is very similar to everyone else's. Not really that many differentials to go. I think if I can go into 38 in and around 100, 120k, I can hopefully make that final push with, with a kind of a smart captaincy choice or a smart thing. But I think if I'm a, if I'm around this rank, which I just can't seem to get away from going into 38, then I'm uh, I'm not going to achieve my my goals. Three goals this season. Beat Mark. That's number one. Don't get relegated from the Elite 64 uh, FPL Generals League, which I'm hovering around the relegation spot in, uh, and finish top 100k. If I finish top 100k, I'll achieve all three uh, of those goals. Uh, and surely Mark isn't going to catch me up now. He's like four million. 
uh, in the world. He hasn't really pushed on too much either. So let's have a look at the watch list. This has been updated uh, in light of what we've kind of been seeing. Uh, in defence, I've added Poro because I actually think he, he could be an option now um, for people. You know, non the XGI per 90 since the restart, 0.31. It's not bad. Um, actually, it's just below Trent, for example, 0.35, although that has increased to 0.47 since his switch to midfield. This is non-penalty XGI per 90, uh, I should say. Uh, Trippier remained top. Of all defenders, 0.37. Is he a captaincy option this week? Mm, I'm not considering him. You know, the lack of clean sheets in Newcastle is a concern. Um, the Leeds game, he probably has a good chance of, of getting something from that. I think we score. I think there's goals in the Newcastle-Brighton game, though. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I think there's good options You know, with, with McAllister and Isak. I think they're the two um, that I'd go for. Or a, a cheeky punt on, on Wilson, if you're feeling that he gets... Uh, good minutes. And if we get early team news about Wilson, because if he starts in that Leeds game, I think we might see quite a few captains uh, switch over from Isak um, over to uh, Wilson. Let me know in the chat if you're considering uh, anyone else um, as well. I think it's probably just those. I mean, we might see some Matomas. Maybe people are going to go for a single game week player. You know, Salah's there um, as well. Rashford at home to, to Wolves, potentially. Maybe one of the Man City boys away at um, Everton. Yeah, there's, there's some good single game weeks, but I think the majority of us are going to be going with the the double uh, players. Uh, elsewhere in defence, I've got Esther Pinyan on there. Uh, 0.15 now. I mean, that is a that is a really, really low, um, you know, kind of non-penalty XGI per 90. That's kind of expected an attacking return every four-ish, no, every six-ish games um, for him. Not really kind of what I expected when, when he came in. I thought he was defensive kind of acumen would be in question, but his attacking potential would be really, really high. I haven't really seen too much um, of that. I mean, it's better than Dunks, for example, 0.09. Uh, but you always feel like he can get something from a, from a set piece, given how good he is um, in the air. Whereas Estepinian isn't creating a lot um, from open play um, from the left. And I've added Diaz and Stones. There's nothing in it, you know, def- uh, attacking-wise, that they're not likely to get you any attacking returns. Um, but they do seem pretty nailed, if you want to call it that, um, in that city team. This week aside, hard to know with, with the Real Madrid game uh, coming, but between the end of the season, I'd expect Diaz and Stones to play um, the majority of matches. You know, uh, It doesn't really matter whether City get into that Champions League final or not. They're pushing for the league, uh, and they are arguably their two best defenders at the moment. So I like Diaz at six, Stones at five, six as well. I think it's, it's been enough time since the injury. Um, as well, there are two players I've got earmarked for uh, Game Week 37. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring 
the laundry? Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And then in midfield, De Bruyne is top of the pile, 0.75. He's been very, very frustrating, though, um, to own for a lot of people um, this season. Salah just behind him, 0.64. That's increased over the last six. I think that's about 0.7, hitting the heights that we've become accustomed to with him over the last few years. I think he's really, really important between now and the end of the season. And I know people are going to be looking to potentially sell him next week for Fernandes. Uh, Liverpool play Villa at home. Fernandes has got the double uh, and then goes into a good um, home game against Fulham in 38. I can see the temptation there, but I think I'll probably be sticking with, with Salah. It's Southampton for him uh, in 38. And yeah, if I'm going to get Fernandez, it will be through a, a different route. But I think I probably won't be getting him, which could spell the disaster um, for me. Uh, McAllister, look at that. Non-Penny X Sharper 90, 0.61. That's that's great, um, you know, for him. People worried about his, his kind of uh, defensive midfield kind of, uh, you know, spot. But I think he's playing in that kind of number eight role where he makes good runs into the box. We've seen... Players do that so effective over the years, FPL-wise. Torre, Ramsey, you know, Gamirez did it for me well um, last year. Willock is doing that for Newcastle at the moment. You know, getting into positions in and around the central areas, that penalty area, always means they can have, they've got a chance of getting a good shot off. And he's not a clinical player, but he has a good strike um, on him, particularly from range. He's having headers, so many headers as well at the moment. So I'm I'm hopeful that uh, he's gonna he's gonna do well this week. Gonna be bringing him in. Gonna be captaining him. Um, as well, uh, you know, not many chances of captain before he moves over to to Liverpool or uh, or City or United or one of them <laughs> or Arsenal even, um, you know, at the end of the season. So got to get in, get in that last hurrah before he goes. And then looking down the list, I mean, there's lots of good midfielders here. You know, Rashford, I've got Martinelli uh, is is continuing to churn out points. Um, he could be a factor in the Wolves game in 38, I think. Uh, Grealish and Mares both tied on 0.55. Uh, both around the same price as well. Mahrez with two assists last week. Looking quite nailed in the league as well, as he isn't really playing um, in Europe. I think he comes straight into the uh, Everton match as well, along with Foden. Again, two good differential shouts um, if you are looking outside of the double game week players. Odegaard just continues to be getting points. Absolutely incredible season um, he's had. Uh, 0.5, I mean, decent non year, but not really as high as you'd, you'd expect for the amount of goals and assists that he's got this season. So just having one of those wonderful seasons where everything he touched turns to gold. And then the bottom of my watch list is, is Matoma. Uh, has gone off gone off it a bit, uh, you know, in the last few weeks. Luke asked if, he, if the teams are starting to find him out a little bit. I think it's a bit of a combination of that. It's a combination now they know he's a threat, so they're, they're marking him tighter, not letting him do... Uh, you know, kind of the things that we, we've seen him do with his feet. Uh, but he's been unlucky, I think, not not to get more returns. Uh, and will I be captaining him this week? Probably not. I think my order would be McAllister, McAllister Isak, um, and then Matoma, and then Wilson as the kind of wild card uh, punt. Uh, I mean, Wilson's there. I mean, top of the forwards now since the restart. You know, limited starts, but, you know, 0.91, not pretty XGI. This is why people are considering absolutely elite stats uh, he's, you know, he was really, really poor in that in that last game against Arsenal. 
Um, but if he if he takes one of the games as that lone striker role, you've got to think he's going to get some some returns uh, in that. He's the head. He's ahead of the likes of Jesus, zero point eight two, Haaland, zero point seven nine. Uh, I've added in Cizo as well. I think he's an interesting uh, punt for anyone looking for a Brighton player that has a striker spot available. I prefer him to Ferguson, who's just come back from injury, uh, and Welbeck. I think he's probably going to come back into that right wing spot, but I think he definitely starts uh, both games in the double as well. So I like that move. Uh, Isak's there, 0.55, which is ahead of Kane and Watkins, which I was quite surprised at. Um, but yeah, far less points than, than both of those. Nearly half uh, of Kane's uh, showing how clinical he is. But yeah, obviously I like Isak um, as well uh, this season. So yeah, there you go. There's the There's the watch list. How is my team shaping up? Well, here it is. I don't think it looks too bad, but I said that last week and it did terribly. Uh, it's De Gea at home at Wolves. Surely that's a clean sheet. Um, I'm there. So much better at home. Um, United, Manchester United compared to their away form. Uh, it's Trent, it's Trippier and Dunk. Dunk, I'm not confident on at all. Two away matches, two games I'm expecting him to concede in. Um, but I think I've got to play the doubler. little bit tempted to go for Porro against Villa. But then I've got Watkins. I don't really want to do the um, kind of the uh, you know double up. I've just got hope that Dunk maybe gets a, a, an unexpected clean sheet against Arsenal. Be nice, although I can't see it. Uh, or maybe header in one of those two matches. Uh, Salah Rashford March is going to be McAllister and Matoma, and then Haaland, Watkins, uh, and Isak. That is the team, and Grealish, Moreno, and Porro on the bench. So yeah, I mean an easy move this week. Didn't have to think about it too much. Got a bit of money in the bank. Uh, I'm happy to hold Watkins against Spurs. I think Watkins to Wilson is going to be a popular move um, for quite a few people to try and target that uh, Newcastle double and given that his stats. I don't mind it for free. I think if I had it for free, I would do it. If I saw that he was starting against Leeds, I'd be really, really tempted um, to go for it. But as it is, I've obviously got the March problem. Uh, to deal with, so yeah, it'll be March too. Because it's a really frustrating injury. Like you just don't want an injury like that when you're you've already got your kind of doublers in place. You know that that means I'm going to be going in with one less doubler this week, which is very frustrating. Peter says Porro fifteen points confirmed. Oh please no! Surely Villa score in that game at home uh, to Spurs. I, I just I can't see I can't see Spurs keeping them out uh, that match. They were lucky to keep Palace out. Um, I think. Uh, so yeah, anyway, do we have any questions before I end the stream? Um, Kareem as a Brighton fan, do you think Ferguson could be a good punt? Yeah, I don't hate it. I, I think he definitely starts one um, of the two matches. He kind of, I mean, he didn't change the game against Everton because we, we still lost comfortably. But I mean, when, when we had made those changes, we looked a lot better, you know, with March coming on with Ferguson, with Enciso. Uh, and you know, you look at the team that we put out and it was a, it was an understrength team uh Brennan Lotte won't start you know either of these double matches I wouldn't have thought so yeah I, I think uh Ferguson comes in it's just you know when, you, when you've got a young player and he's been injured and we've got all these games coming in quick succession there has to be some kind of management of their minutes so I think Matoma McAllister and Estepina and that is the obvious three for me if I was picking uh Steele is a bit of a risk now I think Sanchez could potentially come in um over the next two weeks um, you know, I'm not sure which game, whether he, he keeps faith in Steel, but you know, if Steel puts in, a, is, or Brighton put in another bad performance, the goalkeeper's quite an easy one um, to switch out, especially because uh, Sanchez hasn't done anything wrong, really, in the last few weeks, and 
his attitude seems to be really good. Um, yeah, so we'll see what happens with that. So yeah, Esther Pinion, Matoma and McAllister for me. And then in CISO, I think I'd go for over Ferguson um, if you're if you're picking. Uh, Gary Worthington says, still got Jota. Who should I swap him for? Go Wilson, I think. I think we don't know that, that Jota's going to start. I mean, it's, it's not a bad, terrible idea to keep him um, and hope that he gets a start in that. But I think I'd rather have Wilson, um, who also is a bit of a minute's risk, uh, but has, has great stats. So if, if I could, if I had Jota and I could do Jota to Wilson for free, um, yeah, I'd be I'd be doing that. Uh, Khalid, March to Willock. Love the Willock move. Yeah, he's the Newcastle mid that I'd go for. I was all on Joe Linton last week. But I think, you know, given that we, we don't really know what's going on with Longstaff, we don't, we know, Almeron's back, that kind of winger spot, so Maximan's there as well. We're not really too sure where Joe Linton's going to be playing, whether he's going to be dropping deeper, whereas we know that Willock's going to be in that central midfielder role getting getting forward. So, yeah, really like Willock. Uh, I think that's a, that's a, probably as good as it gets from a differential um, this week. Because a few people catching him as well, so fair play. Uh, if you're going for that, if you're Lighthouse, in Cicero Alvarez, I'd go in Cizo. I just don't trust Alvarez to, to start. Um, you know, you're getting four games compared to a maximum of three for Alvarez. I think in Cizo starts all of those games. Um, and Alvarez, I think, probably gets two out of those. So yeah, I'd, I'd probably go for go for him. Uh, Eddie Casey, do you think Grealish starts? I don't think he does. He was absolutely knackered in that Champions League game. Uh, why wouldn't he play Foden and, and Mares? Um, it worked well for them against Leeds and they both had a rest uh, and I think Grealish is, is pretty important against Madrid to, to keep the ball and, and drive forward and, and win free kicks so my guess would be Grealish doesn't play but I mean you never really know uh, with Pep uh, and the final one Daryl thoughts of a City mid versus Everton is it a difficult game given they might be resting some players and Everton, Everton are motivated to get points yeah, well, it's a tricky game to predict who's going to start for, for City. It was, they made no changes in the Champions League um, at all, and that was their kind of strongest um, team. Mares for me, is 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 a good move, um, and so is Foden as well. I, I just think both of those players start. I can't see why they would get 4S um, in the Champions League, come off the back of a win against Leeds and then not play against Everton. So I like either of those those two. Um I like the Mares move, you know. I mean, Mares has been so so bad for me in, in the past, but you know, if you're if you're tired in that double in thirty seven, and you're getting this Everton game, I mean, it's not an easy game, but you still expect City to win two two to three by two or three goals. So yeah, if you if you are looking for a, a differential outside uh, of of kind of things, then, then I think uh, then Mares is, is a good shout. So yeah, I like it. Uh, Richard Moforth, just finally TAA and short on the bench, yeah. It might not be my bench that hurts as much as other people's this week. I'm seeing some you know, really, really stacked benches um, from players. And I get it. You know, you're trying to play double game players, trying to play Botman and, you know, and uh, Trippier. And then you Brighton defender. So that's your three defenders. And then you've got Shaw with a good game. You've got Trent. How do you fit him in? And things like that. My advice that I've been saying all week, don't bench Trent. Trent should be the number one player in your team. Trent and Trippier. Have those two spots locked. Then decide what you're doing with the third one. Would not be benching. Would not be benching him. I'd be playing Trent over, you know, Dunk, uh, Share, Botman, all three of those. Esther Pinion's a, a harder call, but we've seen from the attacking stats they're not amazing. So I'd be playing Trent over him um, as well. I just can't see us keeping clean sheets in either of those two games. And I think Trent could could hit a big big haul against Leicester. So yeah, I would definitely be playing him. Right, 
I am going to blow my nose. I tried to find a Havio tablet earlier, couldn't find one. I'm going to have another look um, now. Good luck, everyone, in Game Week 36. Not too many games left uh, to go. Thank you for joining me this morning, and I will see you all very soon.